0: Ladies and gentlemen, for the thousands in attendance, and for the millions watching at home, DCK Productions proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world! On. The greatest podcast
1: in the world? Suck it. No, suck, it. No, suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. I appreciate it if you both suck it.
0: Welcome everybody to Suck It. I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all. That is awesome. Derek, how the hell is everybody tonight? Episode 30. Holy shit of the new Suck It podcast. Man, episode 30. And tonight I got a good one too. Continuing on with our trend from last week, um, with interviewing uh, stars from the new movie *Mighty Oak*. Tonight, I have Ben Milliken on. Um, last week we had, you know, Gianna Harris and um, Rodney Hicks on, and now tonight we got Ben on. So tonight, another great promotional tour for uh, *Mighty Oak*, which came out on Tuesday on digital platforms. So that's going to be a fun interview. Um, after the interview, we got some more interesting sad shit to talk about um uh, a pretty major twitch streamer committed suicide over the weekend um her name is Olahana um she passed away of a, uh, a suicide this past weekend we'll talk about that later on in the show and then um the teacher from Florida who um, slept with one of her students and then married him after she got out of jail. Uh, Mary Kay Latorno, who was really big back in the 90s, that whole case. Um, she has passed away of cancer. We'll talk about that more later. And then um, one of the uh, stars of Glee um, has passed away in, what is her name? In uh, Naya... Rivera, so we'll talk about that a little bit later as well And I'll try to keep it lighthearted by the end of the show and make y'all laugh and do some fun shit But until then, um, let's talk some movies and have some fun with our guest tonight But before we do that, let me go ahead and play for y'all again because, you know, it's just that damn good The trailer for Mighty Oak And then we'll bring on our guest and we'll have some fun Don't trump, I don't like you. I should have waited earlier. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Army of Love. Hey!
1: Screwed up
0: some things We are the opening act for Arcade Fire. <laughs> I love fire. Oh, yeah. The past, Move on with time. <laughs> No!
1: <laughs> Morning, Mr. Biggs. Thanks for the guitar. This thing's amazing. Who's that?
0: A new tenant upstairs.
1: You're writing a lot of songs? I actually wrote a song yesterday. You did? <laughs> it's about it not being easy growing up. I hear you're, uh, friend has got some, uh, six skills. Sure does. I'm Gina. Oh. Do you, uh, know anything about the man who owned that tailor? Bone Jackson, lead singer of Army of Love. Your sister, right? Got him? Do you believe in reincarnation? What if we
0: were all meant to be together? You, me. Need- Vaughn, the band just in a different way, in a different time. Is that so crazy? Are you guys ready to meet your new frontman? Oh
1: my god. It's Army of Love. Woo! Yeah! You were meant to be a part of this family. Where did you find this kid? I didn't. He found me. I see you met Oak. Aren't you looking fine as hell? You brown
0: sugar piece of candy All right. So, without further ado Please welcome one of the stars Of Mighty Oak To the show, Ben Milliken Hey buddy, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Good, good Man, I finally got around to watching that movie today And let me tell you You what You did? I did what you think? You know what, I... I agree with the Rotten Tomato score, which is a 94%. I give it a 94%. Well,
1: thank um, you. So that's very much appreciated.
0: Especially considering the fact, I mean, I didn't, Gianna didn't tell me this when I talked to her last Thursday, but Rodney did on Friday. Uh-huh. That y'all shot this movie in 12 days.
1: Dude, it was like one of the fastest, <laughs> fastest projects I've, I've ever done. Like the quickest turnaround for a full movie I've ever done.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you know, watching it today, I was like just in shock. I was like, damn, it does not feel rushed, it doesn't feel manipulated no. in any way. It just was no. it was just really good.
1: No, exactly. And that's like that's a testament to everybody that was involved. It was, I mean, from day one, we just all sat down and then we kind of looked around and we we're like, This works, you know. And then right after that, that's that's exactly what happened. It worked, you know. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And and especially with the story that you guys were trying to tell, you know, yeah. the story of reincarnation, you know, through this mm-hmm. little kid and you mm-hmm. know, him being able to do the things that the former lead singer was able to do, just it, yeah. it's it's amazing. Yeah. So, how did you become a part of this project?
1: Um I became a th- part of this project in the uh traditional way. I sent in an audition tape. I got a call from my agents. They said, "Hey, these guys want to see you for this movie. I said, fantastic. I'll put down a tape and they said, okay, but they want it, you know, now. Said, okay, okay. So I, uh, I put in a tape, I put down the tape at like midnight that night. And then the next morning it was like, you know, got the, got the call saying, okay, you're going to San Diego. Damn. Fantastic. Or a week later I was in San Diego and we were shooting. Wow yeah it was fast. the whole thing about this movie was fast
0: absolutely it seemed like it so i mean um what attracted you to the project i mean what exactly made you say yeah i want to do this movie
1: it was i read the script and i was like this is this is a great a great script this is it's a a fun heartwarming film that um you know i loved the character i at that time i had just come off of uh working a season of the show Bosch and I was playing a bad guy and I was kind of like, you know, looking to do something fun. And I I wanted a comedic character and, and it just, it came along exactly the right time. I loved this character's vibe and you know, all the things that he did throughout the script. And so like, this is going to be just, just fun. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: And it seemed a lot of fun. I mean, watching it, like I said, you know, I could see that, you know, the actors and actresses in the movie just had a lot of fun making it. And then and yeah. talking to Rodney and Gianna last week, I could just see how how excited they were to see it come to life. I mean, yeah. I, when I was talking to Gianna, um, that was the first time I saw the the Rotten Tomato score on it. And I told her it was a 90. It was a 95 at the time. It went down by a percent. But oh, well, you know, still in the 90s certified fresh. But I told her that and to see a 15 year old girl light up the way she did, yeah. she her her eyes and face became brighter than my computer screen. And it was just yeah. amazing. And she was so elated. So what was it like working with those guys? And what was, what was it like on the set?
1: Um, one of the things about this set that I can honestly say is there wasn't a single person that you didn't love. You know, we sat down, as I said, for the first table read, and we kind of looked around and it was like, wow, was in a weird, way we belong together for this time we were all supposed to do this movie and the whole experience was like that when we were up on stage playing it we really were a band we were this this little family and all doing this thing together to make this film and that's that's why it turned out the way it did Um, because we were all just, we were all there because we just genuinely loved the project and everybody involved. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Now, and looking through your Instagram and all your promotional material, um, I see that you are a guitar guy.
1: I'm a guitar guy. I am a guitar guy.
0: But you play the drums in the movie.
1: I play the (laughs) drums in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, they asked me if i had any drumming experience and i was like yeah yeah you know i played in bands in high school and stuff like that so i kind of dabbled a a little bit and you know i can hold somewhat of a beat at least hopefully make it look convincing but um yeah i am a guitar guy
0: so am i so don't worry about that yeah (laughs)
1: yeah
0: um but one thing i did you know like about the fact of the movie is the fact that you are a guitar guy and then you got Rodney who's a Broadway you know genius and then you got Raven Simone who grew up in entertainment you know music and all this other stuff so you know all these you know different walks of life as far as music goes pl- you know being a part of this you know movie so yeah. how much influence or say did you guys have with the way the, the music was or anything else like that with, or did Sean just kind of say this is the music and this is how we're gonna do it or did you guys have any influence at all with that at all?
1: Well, the music was already pre uh, predetermined. So Tommy, little Tommy mm-hmm. he, he wrote all the songs.
0: Wait a no, no no, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, Are you serious? Wrote, yes. So Tommy Regan, the, the the oak the, on the movie, he yes. wrote all those songs.
1: He wrote all those songs, all those songs that we play as a band. He wrote them. Okay. And like, he's See, so I'm they, now I'm learning something else again. Yeah, the kids, the kid is a genius. He's an actual, wow. an actual little genius, and he kind of like the thing about him too is he's just so nonchalant about it. He's just like, yeah, I wrote that are you kidding me you're shredding right now (laughs) yeah i mean
0: i i I knew he was playing the guitar for real in the movie i did not know he wrote those songs nobody told me that
1: yeah he did wow yeah so so that i mean that was all predetermined that we we went in and that music was all there for us we just we just made it look like we were somehow involved in those songs but yeah they're all him dude Wow. Yeah.
0: Uh so who was the actual band that was actually recording those songs or was it him and some, you know, other people or what was that?
1: It was him and some other people. Uh they were all pre-recorded stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we had, you know, when we were playing, we had playback playing over the top of it. So we knew what songs were where and what we were doing and stuff like that, but they were all pre-recorded. Wow. Yeah.
0: Damn, I've learned something new each time I've talked to one of you guys this, this past week.
1: Yeah, and wow. He, he he plays live. Right? He plays live, and he does all those songs, and he shreds. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's that's killer. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now just, I now have a whole new appreciation for that movie. Holy I gotta crap. Tell you, it, it, it makes you feel so incompetent as a, as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, i'm like looking at him like wow i really just i'm just mm, what have i done with my life <laughs> what have i what have i what have i done when i was your age i was in australia surfing every day and just you know hanging out at the beach just being a little beach rat and he's like in studios recording stuff huh my gosh damn
0: yeah wow yeah. So let's talk about you for a little bit here. Um, So sure. you were born in England and you were raised in, uh in Australia. Yeah. So um, talk about, you know, talk about that. Talk about, you know, that, that transition and stuff like that and talk about, you know, living in Australia and then coming up in the business out there. So let I me mean, talk about that.
1: So I was, I was born in, in, uh, in the UK. Um, My parents are from just outside of Manchester and, they then we moved to Australia when I was two, so um I didn't really have much of a transition myself i was I was too young, but then growing up in Australia, um, in Sydney, northern beaches, which is small little beach community, kind of an hour outside of Sydney um, and you know I grew up I grew up on the beach, I grew up surfing, I grew up, you know just just being a little beach bum. Um, and that wasn't till much later on in life that I, that I, you know, I was always obsessed with films. I was always obsessed with film and television, um, but I never actually considered that it would be something that, that I could, you know, do until I finished high school. And then I went and traveled around Europe for a couple of months, went and backpacked around Europe. And then, you know i saw how big the world was and i saw that you know i can actually do anything i want if i just you know give it a go just just try you know Mm -hmm. so i got home from that trip i looked up an acting class and i started and then now that was that and i think a year later i booked my first film that was called newcastle and that um premiered at uh, the Tribeca Film Festival in 2008. Mm-hmm. And then that's what brought me over here. So where are you at now? You in California still? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've been here since 2008, um, married, have a five-year-old son, and this is home now. Wow. Yeah. So are you still a beach bum? Well, the thing is, it's just so hard to get to the beach all the time unless you live there. Yeah, and as and and also, I'm I'm kind of. You know, the beaches are, not the most wonderful. <laughs> in California. they're just they're just way better in uh, in Australia. We have the best beaches in the world, you know. I can imagine. I mean, going from
0: Australia to Malibu must be you know a little bit of a a, a, a transition, you know.
1: It's a bit of a transition, but you know what, the water here is cold. Yeah it's really cold in in australia i could surf in board shorts nine months out of the year but here it's wetsuits and this man although i did just buy a new surfboard so i do want to get back in the water gotcha but the beaches are closed i know,
0: <laughs> I know. so
1: so speaking of which
0: so how have you and your family been dealing with the shit i mean without with with for lack of a better word, I mean that's exactly what we've been dealing with. So
1: I mean that's exactly it. I mean we've been we've been dealing. Uh, there's been a lot of DIY projects around the house. There's been a lot of you know Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know it, it's it's been interesting because it's really on a serious note helped me. Um, really determine what's important in life. Mm-hmm. Um, showed me where my priorities were and where they are now is, is, you know, a lot of the stuff that I used to worry about before all this, and just really isn't important. I used to feel like there were certain things in life that I was just like, Oh, I got to get this done. I got to do that. I got to do this. And then you strip all of that away and you know the ship doesn't sink mm-hmm. this it's like oh wait no we're surviving and we're, we're doing okay and i'm not to say we're like you know on top of the world no problems at all thriving and stuff like that we also have another we have another business it's a a, a coffee shop it's called the palm coffee bar and um that's in burbank and um mm-hmm. You know, when we had to close the doors and stuff, there was, it was touch and go there for a second. And my, my wife predominantly runs that. And, you know, there were nights when she was up to like three in the morning, just figuring out how to make the business work and stuff like that. So it was stressful and it was hard, but it's really given us a, a bit of a shift into you know, what's, what's really important in life. So I guess I'm trying to find the silver lining in it all. I'm trying to take the good out of it, and Mm -hmm. and because that's that's all I can do. Otherwise, I'd just be too depressed.
0: No, I mean I I wholeheartedly agree with you. I mean, my my um, other job that I do is I'm a stand-up comedian as well. Uh And when I had to stop doing that back in February, you know that kind of you know ripped everything away. And if it wasn't for the the show that I started just right before that, yeah, you know I wouldn't have. I, I I'd be sitting at home going what what do i do i mean and you know maybe i've had to have a day job or something else like that but now it's just like okay i got this and you know i can keep up with my my comedy chops and you know helping my improv by talking to you guys and you know come up with jokes off on the spot and stuff like that and it's been really helpful for that so exactly. yeah, definitely finding finding the uh silver lining in it all is definitely hard for some people um exactly. but i'm glad that you took that the time and to, to do that because not, not everybody has
1: well, no, not everybody has. And at the, don't get me wrong, at the start, the original shock of the whole thing. Like, we saw it coming, but then it was kind of like, I mean, at least for me here, it was kind of like, okay, I see this coming. We've heard about it. All right, people are lining up, buying up all the toilet paper. Okay, people are closing things. Okay, we're stuck in our house. <laughs> it was just like this initial shock of like life as you know, it will never be the same. Yeah. I mean, and I remember coming that to terms with that. It, it was kind of, Oh wow. Okay. Now we really have to adjust. Yeah.
0: I remember back in March when everything officially closed down here in Virginia, my wife's yeah. a teacher. So oh, my wife, wow. yeah. So she got, we all got that call that morning, you know, schools are closed, everything's done. And for like three weeks, Nobody knew what was going on. I just remember that first day that we were, we, everything was closed. We didn't know what was going on. So we went to the store and there was, it was like a flash mob. It was worse than Black Friday. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, holy crap. And, yeah. And right. one day it's, you know, it's massive. Everyone's out, you know, oh, we're going to get our stuff. And then it was a ghost town. And then for yeah. weeks upon weeks, just, and it's still, you know, even though we're technically reopened. Um, It's still nowhere near the same, and you know, you guys reopen, and then all of a sudden, you guys close back down again, and now it's just like we're
1: kind of closing back down again. We're, I, I, you know, I mean, the mayor said the uh, yesterday that things don't improve over the next one to two weeks that we're going to get another stay-at-home order and stuff. Yeah, so
0: they they lifted our stay-at-home order and they actually put us on a safer at-home. Order. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. safer for a home. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we're just required to wear masks everywhere we go. Restaurants are pretty much fully back yeah. open again, but you know, with uh spaces in between tables and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's interesting, but you know, seeing when store, you know, other states have reopened. You know, like my family is in Florida, and Ooh. they reopen and then ten thousand cases in one day,
1: and they're having a tough time. They are. They're having
0: a tough time. But the worst part about it is, you know, that is a very, very red state down there. Yeah. So they, they hate the whole, you know, government stepping on your, your personal life and stuff like that. So they're all protesting, wearing masks, and they're not social distancing and stuff like that. But yet they want to sit there and complain, but yet everyone's getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And they the don't The thing I
1: don't it. understand is just when did this virus become political? Thank you. It's got nothing to do with politics. It's a virus. It's just, I mean, are we going to start calling the cold democrat and i mean come on it's it's a virus
0: it, yeah it, and it is but you know they're you know i saw this i i aired this uh clip yesterday um mm. so social media uh, mogul you know uh perez hilton yeah. um f- found a video and he made it viral it's of this this lady who went into a target And started ripping all the masks off of the racks. I saw saw that. that. And then she started, you know, bagging at people and calling them sheep outside the stores that were walking in and out.
1: Yeah. And it's like, what is wrong with people? It's all the Karens, dude. (laughs) It really is. You know, I mean, it's, but it's, I think the thing that I'm really struggling with, I'm in my front yard and there are people walking past them. The thing that I'm really I'm really struggling with is I don't mind what side of the fence you sit on. You know, whether you're, I, I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what this, not that I don't care. I respect, I respect everybody. As do we, yep. Um, not that I don't care I respect and I think every single body is a value but when your values are directly hurting somebody else, else whether it be because of this virus or because of you know the multitude of things that have been happening lately yeah it's to me that's horrifying and I'm, you know, I'm not one to usually get, you know, political. I'm from Australia. So it's, it's like, I came here to pursue a dream. You know, I came to this country and I thought, still think it's the best country in the world. You can do whatever you want in this country if you work hard and, you know, go for it. But, People at the moment are just directly out to hurt other people. And to me, that's heartbreaking. It's really, really sad because if we just took the, put the politics aside, put all of this stuff aside for just a moment and then started to value human life, then I think we could really get somewhere.
0: Yeah. Um, Dude, I, I absolutely agree with you. And the thing that sucks about this country, especially every four years, um, which we're in that fourth year right now. Yeah. You know, when stuff like this happens, everyone's gotta turn to political because now they're gonna, oh well, I can do this for the country. No, I can do this for the country. And, yeah. and it's all it's all about what you can do or what I can't do, or whatever the case might be. And and it just yeah. it becomes a blame game, a finger pointing game, and I'm sick of it. Yeah, you know, I've seen it for almost 40 years of my life. And I'm just, I'm done and over with it. You know, I mean, yeah. someone who, you know, has only been here for, you know, 12 years, you know, looking back on your time in Australia versus what you're seeing here, you know, how does yeah. it compare? I mean, in all reality?
1: I mean, in all reality, I mean, oh, that's... oh my gosh, where do I start?
0: Um... <laughs> I told you I was going to ask hard questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: It's it's one of those questions where I'm like, okay. Um, but you know what, I'm, what the heck, I'm just going to be honest. Um, and just talk from my personal experience. My personal experience was, you know, when I arrived here, I had never paid for a doctor before in my life. That was my first experience of things being really that different. Um, you know someone was telling me about health insurance like well why do i need to get insured to go to the doctor well so you can go to the doctor otherwise it's going to cost you you know could potentially cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars if you get in an accident and have to go in an ambulance well i've never heard of that before Mm -hmm. and so that was my kind of first experience of like wow i really have to Look at myself and my own you know, make sure I do have health insurance and make sure I have those kinds of things. and then there was another thing that I saw you know about all of the mass shootings and all of that sort of stuff, and I was just like, wow we we don't have those.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We don't have them and and it's like, why don't we have them? You know we had one once um it happened in the nineties. And uh basically what happened was and I know this is you know, this is a very 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 controversial subject. Mm-hmm. But
0: it's I love controversy.
1: It's very it's a very controversial subject, but it's like the prime minister at the time said, "Okay, we've had a mass shooting. You guys don't get your guns anymore." <laughs> and, and i know it's in the constitution all of that sort of stuff i know it's there mm. and i'm not i'm not uh, saying that it shouldn't be i'm saying that there i'm saying that there needs to be like there's something wrong if it's harder to drive a car than it is to own a gun it's harder to get a driver's license than it is to own a gun you know what I mean? Does that make sense?
0: It, it you know, and it, it never has to me, you know, um, back in the day when I worked retail, um, and I was starting, you know, my career at a certain, you know, retail company that sells guns as well as clothing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the first time I was ever at the sporting goods counter, and this was like, what, 12, 13 years ago, whatever it was. And I was like, this is it. All I needed is a literally a driver's license. And I can sell this person a gun? Yeah,
1: like, but not just any gun, like a semi-automatic, like yeah. high powered machine gun that no one actually uses for hunting. Like, let's be honest. It's it's so you know, and I'm I'm not people that are for the Second Amendment and all of that sort of stuff, I'm not saying I'm not for it, but I'm saying that there needs to be some kind of something yeah training this that uh, like be trained on to use them this, uh, they're the thing the thing is, is statistically there are more there are more gun deaths in the us because of uh suicide than there are mass shootings correct so you know the argument being like well the bad guys will always get the guns sure but what about the people that are shooting themselves mm-hmm well they're gonna do it anyway well no that's we need to be helping people mm-hmm. we need to be we need to be helping people and that that goes back to the health care and the mental health care and all of that sort of stuff i just i just feel like something needs to be done in order to make people's lives better yeah oh
0: i i wholeheartedly agree with you i mean especially with about the uh, suicide stuff um one of the other reasons that i started this podcast um you know aside from you know making sure that i'm staying in the public eye and stuff like that yeah um is i as i suffer from bipolar disorder and i also suffer from extreme anxiety and i've had two and i've literally had two suicide attempts um and i'm thankful that i didn't have access to a gun at the time because the thing about it is and i think in my opinion you are right on that aspect of things the gun is the quick way out Simple, quick, and so on and so forth. And how many times are as they're pulling that trigger, do
1: they regret it? We'll never know. We'll never. But know and the think times that's the saddest thing in the world. Yeah. That someone can be to that point, and like you know what, I'm, I'm so thankful that it, that that it didn't work out for you because I'm so glad that I'm here talking to you because that's mm-hmm. that's heartbreaking that someone can get to that point, yeah. and then be like, I don't see another option for me yeah so you know yeah for me it was you know the
0: first time was um i had just uh changed meds and the meds were not clicking with me at all Mm -hmm. and truth be told it was actually my wife's birthday believe it or not um i drove out about an hour to go pick up her present and on my way back i just had this overwhelming urge to not stop at this red light and just to barrel through and hope i hit that cliff and went over the edge um but in that 10-second wow, time span that I was getting ready to hit that red light, you know, a song came on the radio that talked about anti suicide, and I had just had a re you know, a thought. I was like, "Oh, what am I doing? No, no, no! I'm pulling over to the side of the road." But yeah. if I had a gun in that time period, who's to say I would have survived that? But then the second time, I don't even remember because of all the different pills I was on. I, I was only told about it after the fact. And who knows what would have happened if I wasn't stopped. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a sad realization. But I, I never even thought about it like that before. But that is actually a really, really valid point. And I've always said that, you know, one of the things that, you know, we should, you know, have is, is a mental health quiz and stuff like that. Or that extra layer of protection. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I never even considered that before. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, because that's like, cause I don't want to say to people, you know, you shouldn't have this, you shouldn't have that, because that's not what I'm about. Like, I, I'm i a person that everybody should live their life the way that they choose to live their life, you know, but I also really believe that that people should also look out for each other. So there should be ways for people to get help if they're feeling like that. Mm -hmm. or feeling like you were feeling or you know another thing is this. like i think the statistic with there are more men attempt to commit suicide than than women Mm -hmm. um i i just read this book it's an amazing book it's uh, it's by uh um liz plank it's called for the love of men and um it's all about masculinity and, and the way that it's looked at in the world and uh, particularly American point of view and um, toxic masculinity and all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, I really love the work that she's doing um, because it really goes into the stuff of, of these kinds of subjects, how it is at uh, men are more likely to become homeless than women are and, um, more men commit suicide than women. Mm -hmm. And that's because men feel as though they have to uphold this image of, I got this, you know, I got this all figured out. I've got this, I can handle this. Because if I don't got this and I can't handle this, then I look weak Exactly, and then I'm not a man. Exactly, for a
0: long time, because um, truth be told, you know, I only really came to grips with my, you know, my, you know, illness about two years ago. Yeah. Um, and before that, my wife was always, you know, for eleven years, Derek, you need to go get help, Derek. You need. There's something wrong with you. You're there's something I'm like, no, I got this. I'm fine. Um, and you know, back in the back in those days, I was a professional wrestler and an MMA fighter, so I had ways to, of coping with my stuff. And yeah, so I never really looked at it too much i had ways of escaping that but then in 2013 i broke my neck in a car accident and i couldn't oh, do that wow. kind of stuff anymore so then at that point my it just kept escalating and escalating and escalating and it got to the point two years ago where i almost ended it all and i i'm so thankful that i you know i didn't because i wouldn't be where i'm at today and doing the things that i've always yeah. wanted to do and it's just it's amazing
1: yeah yeah i mean it, it's so crazy how how we don't you know men feel like it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Instead, I said, a... I'm, I'm struggling. I'm sad. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I am. You
0: know I what am I mean? too. No, you're 100% right because I feel it. And about two months ago, I had a comedian on um, who lives in LA now, mm-hmm. but he was originally from Texas. And again, another red state and yeah. um he was he would say that you know back in the day you know he would be hanging out with his grandpa and you know his family at his grandfather's house having barbecues and stuff like that and he just never felt right he you know he's, he has depression yeah. as well and he would you know say that he doesn't feel right or whatever else and you know his uh, grandfather would always say oh boy that's what may make whiskey for you yeah. know and it was a, it's a stigma it's even today that men can't be depressed men can't have anxiety men can't do these things and yeah. i think it's finally Starting to come out, you know, there's been so many bands, I mean, and I, and I can't thank these guys enough, you know, the, the band that helped me, um, and I've never even met them or never even talked to him, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to have them on in the future, I've been talking to him, you know, recently, but um, the name of the band is called Bad Flower, and they have this song called Ghost, and mm-hmm. it's about, it's about suicide, and about how he com- almost committed suicide, and how thankful he was about it, and yeah. I, that was a song that came on that day that I almost did it, And then since then, you know, another band by the name of uh, Falling in Reverse that came out with a song in December called Popular Monster, another song about mental health. And all these bands and these artists and actors and actresses are finally starting to speak up about it. And it's like, finally, you know, like I said, one of the things I started was this show is because of that, because I wanted other people like me to know that they're not alone in this world because there's so many people are afraid to speak up. And if they hear me on the on the, here talking about my suicide attempts, but then at the same time, in that same breath, joking about it because I know that it was an idiotic thing to do and I'm getting help for it. You know, um, it's it's if I can help one person of the 10,000 people that listen a day of the 50,000 in a week, one
1: person I can save, then, damn it, I fucking did it. Amen, man. Amen.
0: And yeah.
1: I 100 I percent. Let back that up and it's just like we need to start having these conversations we need to start talking about this stuff and we need to start feeling like you know admitting to ourselves that it's okay to not be okay you know i i i struggle with anxiety i struggle with you know feeling depressed i i that comes from you know my childhood stuff and, and stuff that I've carried with me for, for you know, 30-something years. And, you know, I've been going to therapy for it. I've been doing all of that stuff and, and you know, really committing to my own growth because without it, I don't know what – I don't know, you know, I would just – go down a path that it's like i couldn't be the kind of husband that i need to be i couldn't be the kind of father i need to be you know i couldn't be the kind of friend that i need to be to other people so i think it's 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 important to start having these conversations
0: Absolutely and you know the first 11 years of me and my wife's marriage I and mean, we had a lot of rocky times And a lot of them were because of you know my refusal to admit to my depression and my bipolar disorder Yeah and it, and it wasn't really until I had a breakdown at work and everything like that And then yeah, my mom got diagnosed and my brother got diagnosed and I finally was like oh Maybe I need to go get checked and yeah. And then I was and I was like oh okay I feel better now And at least I knew at that point because I just it was like I didn't want to know, but then once I did know, I accepted it right away, and I didn't yeah. fight it because I oh I always inside knew, knew I didn't never want I never wanted to admit it, but then once it was finally told to me, hey, you really are, and I'm like, oh, cool, all right. So what
1: can I do to fix it? Yeah, and, exactly. And that's how it's been and ever that's, since. Well, that's cool, and that's a testament to you, man. That's like that's real strength to be able to see it and be like, okay, this is real. I'm gonna take responsibility for it, and I'm gonna, you know fix it for myself and for those around me yeah
0: because you know as much as I like you know have idolized some people that have committed suicide and stuff like that you know and I, I can never say that I was you know in their position or in their shoes to know what they went through in that moment mm-hmm. but you know I still say to this day that suicide is a selfish act and the only thing is you're doing is you're taking your burden that you feel on a daily basis and then placing it on, it on all someone else, but not just one person, all everybody around you. And so, like you know, Chester Benningfield of um Bennington of uh of Lincoln Park a few years ago. Yeah, was that cool. was
1: heartbreaking.
0: Uh, 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 Chris, um, why his name escapes me from uh, Soundgarden? It's him. Mm-hmm. You know, this lady Cornell. from Cornell. Christopher, thank you. God, I don't know why his name was escaping me. I love Song sometimes Garth.
1: that happens. Dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and then you know, just over the weekend, this uh, this female uh, Twitch megastar that committed suicide, and you know, yeah. told everybody out on on Instagram, and you know, it's just like every day I'm seeing more and more of it. You know, we're talking about it more, but nobody's getting the help they really need. And and it's it's fine. It's it's enough time. You know, right now is the time for change, whether it be Black Lives Matter movement, whether it be LGBTQ rights, whether it be, you know, mental health. Now is the time. Everyone else is speaking up about, you know, you know, rape and, you know,
1: murder and this and that and this and that. So now is the time. Now is the time to talk about this stuff, because if we start taking away the politics from these things. And just start looking at each other like human beings. You know, we are all human beings. And human life is important. Exactly. Regardless and- of who you are, regardless of, of you, you know, regardless of who you are, yeah. your life is important. And that's, there's so many people that have been told all their life that their lives are not poor, important, that their lives don't matter and that is just wrong mm-hmm. and you know seeing it from this outside perspective to this kind of american version of of what i'm seeing play out over this year i just i just can't help but, but see that there needs to be some really radical change
0: i definitely agree with you on that and one of the things that has really impressed me over the last couple of weeks I've talked to a lot of uh, rappers and you know. You know, uh-huh. black. You know, black guys over the last few weeks, that you know we've gotten to this conversation. You know, as well, and one of the things that every single one of them expressed to me, and it, it didn't surprise me, but at the same time, it was ha- I w- I was happy to hear it that even them, you know, being in the public eye and you know being black themselves, and they're they're, they're at the forefront and you know, they're fighting for all their rights and stuff like that. They're wanting even to get to the point where we don't say black lives matter or LGBTQ rights matter or this person matters or this. They just want to get to the point where we say lives matter, period. Not all lives, not black lives, just lives, period. Mm -hmm. And even there, we're all like, you know, lives matter, period. But we need to make these other people matter first before we get to that point. Before we can
1: get there. Exactly. Then black lives need to matter. Exactly. Before we can get there, you know, LGBTQ lives need to matter because they do everything everybody does everybody does but they but the but the people that are that are in this position that have been told their entire life for generations and generations and generations that their lives don't matter because of this or because of that yep. i can't fathom it like in my heart i cannot fathom that yeah exactly it's, yeah
0: i mean the scares only- me up inside The only people in the world that don't matter are are pedophiles. (laughs) Well, yeah, (laughs) fuck them. Um, Everybody else, you know, you're good, but no, just them. Fuck them. Um, (laughs) But no, I mean, in all seriousness, um, it's just a. There's just too much crap, and I'm sick and tired of having to see it every day. You know, I said on Monday, I'm sick and tired of talking about the depressing crap, and I'm gonna start, you know, trying to get back to my funny and trying to get back to the, you know, the comedy (laughs) that I, I I love. But, yeah. you know, I said only when certain things happen am I going to start talking about it again. And then something happened on Tuesday that I had to talk about. And then something happened yesterday that I had to talk about. And then today there's something else that have, you know, these three deaths that we had that I got to talk about. It's like, where is the funny? You know, I said at the beginning of this whole thing and you know, with the, the presidential race and all this other stuff, I don't need to write com- jokes anymore. And all these comics are the exact same thing. The jokes are writing themselves. Yeah, but now it's gotten to the point where the jokes are st- stopping. And it's just like, What? Like yesterday, I I still can't even get over this. There was a press conference held at the White House, and Mm -hmm. Vice President um, Pence was talking about reopening of schools. And he, he he made a quote, and it's still sticking in my brain right now that just irritates the absolute shit out of me. He said, every American knows that we can reopen schools safely. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know that. And that was literally what he said. Every American knows. No, we don't. We don't. We don't know anything. (laughs) How? How How can we say that? I don't want to send my nine-year-old to
1: school in the fall. No, I I I don't want my wife to go back to work. Exactly. That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like you're you're wife is a teacher i I gotta tell you I have so much respect for teachers mm-hmm. oh my goodness teachers need to be getting paid million dollars a year as far <laughs> as I'm concerned I don't know how they do it I've, I've I have one kid and and doing the homeschool stuff like that that is it is hard yeah so I have so much respect for teachers but like why are we trying to put them in a position where they could get sick Yeah. Or our kids could get sick. I have a five year old. I don't want to send her to school.
0: Yeah. Well, luckily in our county in Virginia, they're doing a a hybrid program to where the Mm -hmm. kids are going to have to go to school two days a week. However, the other three, they get to spend at home and doing, you know, homeschooling, online Um, learning and stuff like that. That's what they're doing here. Yeah. So it's going to be split. Like she's going to go to school Tuesdays and Thursdays and come home, you know, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I get to spend some extra time with her and I'll help, you know, teach her or whatever else. But my wife has to be at the school you know, four days a week, you know, because it's two sets of groups, you know, a Monday, Wednesday class and then a Tuesday, Thursday class. Yeah. Um, And then it's just, it's ridiculous. And then, you know, on top of that, Trump is saying, if you don't fully reopen, we're going to pull your funding at the federal level. And like, yeah, what do you, what do you, it's just, it's, it's, it's,
1: yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm just sorry. I had to grab the mail. Otherwise, it's sort of gone ballistic and it would have been <laughs> louder than louder than anything. But no, I definitely, I definitely hear you there. The thing is about this whole thing is no one has enough information to be able to say, you know, this is okay to open this up or it's okay to do that or it's okay to do that. No one has all of the information. There's so much conflicting information out there that how, how do you know what to believe? No one knows anything. Yeah. So I don't know that it's safe to open schools. I'm nervous. My, my wife has respiratory issues, you know? So if she gets it, she's, uh, she's going to have a much harder time with it. And so, you know, I don't go to the grocery store, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's a really tough time. And, you know, I'm, I talked to my dad who's in Australia and, they're at a point now where they're you know they're they're opening up They're but they're good Mm -hmm. they saw it they handled it and they're on the other side of this thing now new zealand's completely on the other side of this thing they they're they're having live sporting matches now yeah and so it's it's like okay well what are we missing
0: yeah. I mean, and, you know, baseball season is getting ready to start back up, and we will have – they're going to be playing live games, but with nobody in the stadiums. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that should be interesting. I mean, baseball is boring enough. I can only imagine how boring it's going to be with anybody in the stands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I don't. I don't know. I've still never seen a baseball game. Actually, I have seen a baseball game before. My It was a Red Sox game at Fenway on their hundredth anniversary. And that was experience. I'm sure it was. Yeah. Yeah. My
0: best friend is a, is a Sox fan and you know, yeah. So yeah, she, she's loves baseball. I don't know how she does, but whatever. (laughs) Some people do. Uh, I I personally can't wait till the fall and wait for, you know, football to come back. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. Who's your football team? I'm actually a college football guy.
0: Um, I'm not a big NFL guy because I, Personally, I don't care who hears this. um, I think the NFL is full of, you know, pansies who just want to get paid. You know, the college guys are out there actually busting their ass, doing everything they can to, you know, win a championship to get to that point so they can become pansies who just want to get paid. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) um, but, you know, while they're in college, they're they're badasses. You know, I remember in 2015, uh, my team is Ohio State. Um, In 2015, Ohio State won the national championship. And their running back Ezekiel Elliott, who now plays for the Dallas uh, Cowboys, played that entire season with a broken wrist. Wow! You know, just because he knew that he, if he wasn't going to play, he would never get drafted. But he played the entire wow. season with a broken wrist. After they won the championship, got his had a surgery, and then he was in camp the next in, over the summer. Wow! Um, you know, in '99, um, Florida State Seminoles won the national championship, and um, their uh, quarterback Chris Winkie played with a broken neck the entire season.
1: Gee, you know. Liz.
0: These kids don't care when they're in the college level. But then the moment they get to the NFL, they get turf toe. They're done. Oh, I'm just gonna sit on the bench for the next six weeks. Just pay me. Must be Fuck nicer. you. <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> must be nice. Just uh, you yeah, know, be get- nice though. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I wouldn't say no. Neither would gonna, I.
0: You're just gonna work it's a, hard. It's to get a jealousy. That. It's a jealousy thing. You know, yeah. I have to. Yeah. I have to spend ten hours a day on, you know, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, yep. you know, TikTok promoting the show. That you know, I spend you know five times as long promoting the show than I do actually having the show every night. And yeah. then on top of that, then I gotta edit it after the fact and do this and do that. And yeah. I'm not making that kind of money. But, you know, <laughs> they get to work, you know, this and, you know, barely injure themselves. And they just get to
1: a bench and collect a $10 million check. And it's like, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I, I wish I could do that. Although I do got to say, I do have a lot of respect for athletes. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I even mean, then, I mean, the guys in the NFL, are, you know, put their bodies at risk, put their lives at risk. So um, I, I definitely, definitely, yeah. you know, get it. So, I mean yeah. – it's just me joking around about them. Cause I know that totally. they're, ba- they're still badasses. They're I, still, I know that for a fact.
1: They're um, still bad Let's be honest. They <laughs> exactly.
0: <are. laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. So, I mean, I, like I said, I just can't wait for the, the football season to start. And that's, that's my Christmas. I love that. Um, I love the more. I love that more than getting trolled on the internet because I, you know, I'm a comedian. You know, troll me all you want because I'm gonna mess with you right back. That's that's like my second Christmas football yeah, yeah, yeah. and messing with trolls on the internet. That's my that's that's my favorite time of the year. You get trolled every day.
1: Wow,
0: I get trolled every day. Now I've oh, been lucky man. enough to where I haven't been trolled inside of my my feed um, okay. on the comment section, but on my posts. Um, You know, on my personal page, yeah, I get trolled every day. And it is like, I'll just be playing on my phone. My wife will see me just get this nasty, you know, evil, you know, Grinch Soul Christmas look on my face. And my wife's like, oh, you're getting trolled again, huh? And I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) And it just makes me so happy. I love it.
1: Well, good, good. And this, there you go. See the silver lining and everything. Exactly. So,
0: I mean, if you get yeah. trolled, hey, send your trolls my way. I'll, I'll take care of them for you, bud. Okay,
1: I got you. perfect. <laughs> perfect. Like I said, that's I like mean, Christmas. If there are any trolls, I mean, you know what? I love everybody, so it's, yeah. it's. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But
0: yeah. So totally. anyway. So um. What do you got planned? You know, coming out of all this, and anything going on, any contacts, anything else you got? Hopefully, going and happen or,
1: I got, you know, I'm kind of, I'm here, you know, kind of, hibernating, staying ready, kind of thing. Um, it's uh, I got a few things that I'm working on. I have a couple of things in the pipeline that I'm really excited about. Um. And it's just all going to be dependent on you know when we can go back to work and you know, when, what's going to happen over the next couple months and let's see if we can actually get through this and get through the other side and and actually get back to some kind of something yeah you know start start living again
0: i agree I mean, I can't wait to get back up on stage and telling jokes. I can't wait to, uh, you know, start traveling again and doing this and doing that. And yeah, you yeah. know, do,
1: do you have any of your of your shows uh, online?
0: I do not. Um, so, so this kind of sucks. So, right as I was getting ready to start this show, my computer crashed. Okay, and. I literally was getting ready to upload a bunch of stuff cause I was waiting until I had a, my set really kind of down.
1: Yeah. yeah. And,
0: yeah. uh, I was getting ready to upload everything, make it clean, put it on YouTube and my computer crashed and I lost everything. I didn't have it backed up on a hard drive.
1: Oh, dude, so
0: no. I've got, yeah. So the thing that sucks is I've gotten a lot of exposure and I've gotten a lot of con made a lot of contacts, you know, over yeah. the last six months with, you know, because of the show and people are wanting to book me everywhere. Um, especially once things start opening, and they're like, "Send me yeah. your your tapes." Yeah, um, about that.
1: <laughs> oh, bro, no, yeah, that's
0: tragic. So, luckily, I do have a show booked for the twenty fifth. Okay. Um, in a small little brewery, you know, around town. Um, I got I was able to get two other comedians on stage with me. You know, we're doing a nice yeah. little show. I'm going to do a half an hour set, and once I get that on, you know, on uh, you're going to tape it. Oh yeah, absolutely. That can, once I can get that on set. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um now just to let you know. I am very dark. <laughs> 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 um but no, in all reality they, they, I mean everyone I've been talking to like, "Hey, just get one thing on tape. We just want to see something." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, cool." So that's all I'm doing. Once I get this on, you know, on video, I'll be happy again, but now until then it's just like, "Just come watch the show. You can see how funny I am." Um they're like that doesn't count. And I'm like yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs>
1: and, and
0: I've even done uh Zoom shows on um online and uh Oh
1: yeah. It's How not this, It's, it's not work. the
0: same. Not the same. You know, the I've, I've done a couple of them, uh three of them, three of them. And yeah. you know, on Zoom you could see all the different faces. But sometimes they're not their camera's not on or whatever the case might be. They're not paying attention. They're just listening yeah. and they're watching something else in the background whatever. And um so the reactions aren't the same. And each time I told the joke, you know, it was a different reaction than, than the before. And it eventually just got to the point where I was just waiting for I, I was saying things, you know, just to get a reaction at that point. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. so I just I came up with some of the, the craziest shit that I've ever said in my life just to finally get him to say, Oh. And then once they did that, I got, I had their attention and I can go into my regular set. Yeah. Um, so I figured that out real quick, but at the same time, it was just really, really difficult. I, you know, staring at a screen for 15 minutes or 10 minutes doing my set is nothing like being in front of a crowd. doesn't no, matter if it's five you people. You can't get the vibe of the crowd. You can't no. like
1: feed off the energy of the crowd exactly. and stuff like that.
0: Like I said, I would rather sit in a, uh, you know, still jokes instead of a crowd of five people yeah. than than uh than a zoom show of hundred. one hundred percent. But again, 100%. that's every comedian that's done every show with me. You know, they all say the exact same thing, but they're like, hey, at least we get to, you know, try out new material and keep our chops going. Yeah, yeah. But it's nothing like being in real life. Ugh. Man, I can imagine. Yeah. Can so
1: imagine.
0: July twenty fifth, I'm 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 stoked. July twenty you know,
1: fifth. Here yes. he comes, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And
0: i and I might even even stream it too, so I'm not even sure, but we'll see how it goes.
1: That'd be dope. If you stream it, send me. An, I'll watch it. All right,
0: cool. I will. Um, it's um, dude, you, you fucking rock, dude. I've, oh, yeah, I, I can't believe it's been an hour already. Holy crap! Has it been uh, an
1: hour? What the? It really, really <laughs> has. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: Um, we're five seconds away from that one hour mark, and I cannot. It it's gone by so quickly. Holy shit, dude! It is just flown by. It has. And dude, you are a stellar human being. And I have Thank you, really likewise. enjoyed this. I and I hope that this movie um, does what everybody hopes for it again. Um, and then whatever happens next with you, I'll definitely be looking out for that. Cause I definitely uh, am a big supporter and big fan of yours now.
1: Thank you very, very much, man. And I no problem, man. That. Likewise. Likewise. I, I, I right back at you, man
0: hey dude i appreciate that so everybody um go check out mighty oak available on uh, apple plus tv and amazon prime right now um it's a great movie like i said i watched it today and you know you can go back and listen to friday's interview with rodney hicks and um last thursday's interview with um, uh, gianna harris um, they play a father and daughter in the movie, and they're just awesome human beings. And you know, and now Ben, you know, you got you are just an awesome human being as well, dude. And I, I Thank cannot answer. And I am so thankful to uh, my PR team and Paramount for being able to be part of your press tour for this movie. So, um, oh, I I appreciate you coming on the show tonight, man. Thank you very much for having me. I, mean, I had an absolute blast. So anytime, dude. Absolutely, dude. I will definitely have you back on again because you are a class act. Awesome, man. Likewise. Well, tell your family I said hi, and I wish you guys nothing but the best, and please stay safe. Will do. Will do. You too. All right, man. I will chat at you later, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wow. Another fucking good – just – I can't even – I don't even know what to say. Just amazing, guys. I mean, it's been great. This past week has just been awesome. Um, Everybody from, you know – John Doe to Ben to Rodney to Gianna to you know All these people I've talked to this last week It's just been It's been great so Alright um time for me to take a quick Commercial break and I'll be right back Guys I'm here to tell you all about the Brand new revolutionary product from Manscaping today the Lawnmower 3.0, a product that will not nick your sack and make sure that your manhood stays protected the entire time you are shaving. So do yourself a favor and go to manscaped.com and use promo code SHUTUPCAMERON for 20% off the perfect package 3.0, which not only includes the Lawnmower 3.0, but it also includes ball toner, which helps prevent ingrown hairs. You get ball deodorant, which helps prevent chafing and man stank. You also get this awesome, sleek, stylish leather carrying case, all for $99.99. And when you use that promo code, you get 20% off. Also, just released the Weed Whacker, the perfect nose and ear hair trimmer. So again, go to manscaped.com, use promo code Shut Up Cameron for 20% off. Guys, ever wonder how I get this manly beard looking so good? It's all because of Viking Revolution. And at Viking Revolution, not only can you get some great beard bombs, but you can also get some great beard oils, as well as some awesome quick shower pads, which helps prevent you stanking up after the gym. Also, these great wet wipes, which help prevent you know stanky after you go and doo doo, and also some pomades and some other great products. All at Viking Revolution. So do yourself a favor, go to DCcot Productions.com forward slash sponsors. Click on the banner and get yourself some of these great products. Viking Revolution. Join the Revolution. I cut off the Manscaped uh, promo by hitting the button too quickly on Viking Revolution. Oh well, my bad. Um, it is what it is. Um, and then also um I have a new sponsor as well, who I don't have the read for yet. And I don't have a promo code or anything else like that yet. Um, I should have that hopefully tomorrow, but it kind of goes with what we were talking about today with the whole mental health stuff. Um, I'm now sponsored by BetterHelp, the BetterHelp app, um, the online counseling um, app. Um, Please check them out. Um, Hopefully I'll have a promo code and a link for you guys tomorrow on that. But please definitely give them a shout, you know, as well. Um, Especially, you know, if you're one of those people that are embarrassed or afraid to, you know, talk to somebody else. BetterHelp is here for you. Um, You know, you can talk to them through the app, you know they have a chat function and everything else like that. And this (coughs) is excuse me. It's just a great app overall. And I'm very, very pleased to bring a part of the socket family. Um, and hopefully tomorrow I'll have a, you know, a link and a promo code for you guys to try that out. Um, so what an interesting week it's been. Um, you know, I've had great guests on and lots of cool conversations and everything else. And, uh, I keep trying to get back to the funny But the funny is escaping me Because of all the bullshit going on And I am sick of it You know, this morning I was like You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna write some jokes I'm gonna do some other stuff And I'm gonna tell some satire material And, you know, maybe just work off What's going on in the world And, you know, talk about it But, you know, in a, in a funky way And the first thing I see this morning Is, uh, you know, a, a fellow Twitch streamer Um who committed suicide then my wife woke up and you know two other deaths happened um one in Mary Mary Kayla who is a, who used to be a teacher and everyone remembers her from the 90s she uh um got arrested and charged with um you know sexual molestation of a minor and um in one of her students and then got out of you know and then had like three of his kids, I think it was two of his kids, and then got out of prison and then got married to the guy. Um she passed away this week uh or yesterday of uh, cancer. Um so we'll talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes. And then um an actress from Glee um passed away um in a tragic boating accident. Um um now with her i'm gonna go ahead and talk about her first um so her name is naya rivera um she passed away like i said of a tragic bogating accident now the thing that kind of sucks with her is um so she, uh it was an accident that happened on a lake i guess there were you know her and her son were kayaking and she fell into the lake her son our four-year-old son uh fell into the lake as well he was able to uh um get back on the boat and she, she was not um one life jacket was found on the boat and the boy was wearing another um so i guess she took off her um life jacket or wasn't wearing it to begin with uh, but no other clues were in the boat um search efforts began immediately on wednesday last night um at 10 o'clock and then she was resumed then the search resumed this morning and they said that she's pretty much presumed dead at this point um now, with her, there's some controversy surrounding her. Um, I guess her um, her ex-husband was claiming that she was uh, abusive to him and, you know, has been accused of, um, you know, some pretty nasty stuff. Um, so... I'm not really sure, you know, what happens there. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, what happened there, you know, if anything else is good to go, but um, I'm just glad that this guy's, you know, this kid has his dad to lean on um, in this time of, you know, need regardless of whatever she did or didn't do. Um, Again, it was just a accusation at this point, as far as I'm aware. And um, either way, I mean, I, I came out of a, an abusive relationship with my ex and I know what it's like to be mentally and physically abused um, by your spouse. And it is not a, um, not exactly the best thing in the world. Um, I attribute the, a lot of that stuff to where the where and I am the way I am today. Um, you know, and I use my, my comedy, the show as a coping mechanism for all that shit. Um, you know, and even though I've been removed from that situation um, going on 13 years, oh, a little over 13 years now, I still have flashbacks, you know, and I've been with my wife now who's, you know, my rock and my everything um, for 13 years. And I have some great friends around me who are even, you know, you know, even more supportive. And so I have a great support system. However, the little sting will, you know, revert back to those days of being hit or being, you know, talked down to, or what, you know, being told I'm worthless and stuff like that. And regardless of whether you're male, female, whatever the case might be, it's real. And, in this time in this day and age, in this time, you know, the whole speak out movement or me too, or whatever you want to call it, you know, men can be a part of that too. And, Men need to speak up about it. It's true. Um, and if you are anybody that says that we can't go through that, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Because we can. Men can be raped. Men can be um, you know molested. Men can be you know beaten. Men can be you know abused. Absolutely. I was a goddamn MMA fighter and a goddamn professional wrestler being beat up by you know by my spouse. But you know what? Because I'm a respectful fucking human being, I never fought back. I just sat there and took it. But then it got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. And I eventually spoke up and, you know, her and I got divorced. But that's not even the point. The point is, it could fucking happen to anyone. Hell, it even fucking happened to, um, uh, now his name escapes me. The, the guy from, um, black guy, bald guy. Big muscular guy, you know all I'm talking about. Um, it happened to him, and um, you know, he's speaking up about it, and you know, it's gotten to the point now to where I'm just regardless of male, female, trans, gay, lesbian, whatever the case might be, you know, it can happen to anybody, and enough is enough. Nobody is more powerful than you. They're not, and if you think That you are, then you're a piece of shit And you need to go the fuck away Because, you know, just because you're male Doesn't mean that you deserve sex from any female Just because you're a, a female Doesn't mean that you deserve sex from anybody else Terry Cruz, thank you, Anastasia Or a husband um, uh, Thank you uh, But anyway um, The point is You know, with everything That's been going on Lately, you know, mental health is. Is the health, mental health issues are on the rise and they're only getting worse by the day, whether it's me, whether it's you, whether it's your brother, your sister, my mom, whatever the case might be, it's only getting worse. And the more that we fight it, the worse its off. It's going to be. Plain and simple and. Enough is enough, you know. Um, I know it was Frank. I just forgot off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even remember Terry Cruz's name. <laughs> I still love you guys. Um, regardless. Um, I can't wait to talk to you guys tomorrow. That's gonna be a fun ass show. Uh, I'll go ahead and stop real quick. I'm on my little rant. So tomorrow, um, for those of you all who are watching the Twitch comments, you see, and the Wife Podcast, um, myself, you know, Anastasia and her husband Frank from An- and the Wife Podcast. Kat will make her return to Suck It Podcast representing her podcast, um The Teachable Soul. Then we also have Bam Bam from uh the General Public Podcast. Then we have the guys from Garbage Nation podcast. We have um Katie from Two Girls um Two Girls in a Podcast. And we also have uh anybody else? Oh, and then we have a gentleman from uh the social butterfly podcast. Um so six podcasts plus me equals seven podcasts, seven, all one show, first time ever, probably. Um, I don't fucking know, but I'm promoting it that way because it probably is. I don't know if anyone's ever done this before. If they did, they didn't make a big deal out of it like I am. But either way, same time tomorrow, 8 p.m. Um, East, 5 p.m. Pacific, seven podcasts all on Twitch um, and the podcast apps. Um, we're going to have a great fucking time. It's going to be an interesting conversation. Um because we have a bunch of different, you know, viewpoints, a bunch of different topics that we all cover on our shows. Um and it's going to be a really 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 fun time. Um eight of us on the on the show at one time, you know, you know all expressing our own opinions and podcasts and, you know, are promoting each other and promoting ourselves and it's just gonna be really, really fun. We have a lot of stuff to discuss, and I hope you guys join us for that. Um, and then, more you know, shameless plugging. Starting next Thursday, um, I am going to start bringing to you guys at least one to two times a week the summer the summer concert series. Um, to where you can't you can't go out and watch a concert right now. Bands aren't touring, but you know I'm gonna bring you as much live music as I fucking can. So next Thursday. And then I have so I have next Thursday and then I have two more the following week. And then I'm working on bu- booking a bunch of bands later on um in the month of July. So next Thursday, live on the show, uh doing a, a live set. Um I'm not sure if it's gonna be acoustic or uh, you know, full, you know, full live, but regardless, um I I am having such a fucking day today. Um <laughs> Can somebody just shoot me Because uh, <laughs> I'm like losing track of uh, everybody's names And um, yeah But uh, Hook Like Helen will be on the show next uh, Thursday um, Maybe I did, oh, You know what, I didn't take my pills this morning That's probably what it is um, But no, Hook Like Helen will be on the show next Thursday um, Starting kicking off our um, summer concert series And then the following week We've got, um, a band called Revolution and then Rocky, um, what's was his name? Rocky Kramer will be on that week as well. So next week, um, Hook Like Helen and then the following week, um, Rocky Kramer and Revolution will be on, um, doing, uh, live shows. And then I'm also working on some local bands here in the, uh, dce maryland you know northern virginia area so i can kind of you know put them out there nationwide I'm, i've also got some other things in the works as well that i'm not going to tell you guys about but you know lots of cool music coming up um so some days we'll have you know a celebrity interview and then right after that we'll do our concert series or it'll be all about the concert series that day either way we're gonna have a lot of music we're gonna have a lot of fun And I'm going to give them a platform to play their music and hopefully give you guys the, you know, opportunity to listen to some live music without having to leave the house. Um, And then at the same time, give it to you for free as well. Um, Because, you know what, we need something else in this world besides fucking Google and whatever else is on the damn TV. But, you know, I'm going to give you something different. The thing about it is not even uh, Fallon or... Kimmel or anybody else is doing a concert series like that this year, unfortunately. Um, but I'm going to try to put one together and give you guys something to uh, watch and enjoy from the comfort of your home. And hopefully get you guys to, you know, learn about a new band that you never heard about before. So again, next week, hook like Helen will be on next Thursday. Um, and then I got another full week of awesomeness next week, you know, coming off this large week of, insanity and then tomorrow like i said we have that giant super show which i'm really really looking forward to um so back to uh non plugging stuff you know the uh mental health stuff you know again it's real please if you're feeling anything speak up speak out um and again if you are embarrassed to or afraid to you know you've got like I said, my new sponsor, BetterHelp, to reach out to as well. Um, I wish I had a promo code for you guys, but unfortunately, I don't. Maybe tomorrow I will. I'm waiting on the read and all the confirmations and stuff like that. But they are confirmed, just a, uh, um, as a confirmed as a sponsor. I just don't have the read yet for my promo code. But BetterHelp is available to you um, in the App Store or on, or on Google Play right now. So um, with that being said, um, the uh you uh excuse me, the Twitch star Al- Olana um committed suicide over the weekend. Um, she has been candid on her on her stream um on Twitch. She had about a hundred thousand followers, um, very candid about her mental health and her struggle with depression. So um <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and read you this uh little bits of this article article from Screen Rant. Um she had a very a varied streaming career playing on several different games um, as well as hosting non-streaming games Um, as well. And she's known for playing counter-strike, you know, and um, as well as a streaming, streaming chat session, can't talk, streaming, streaming chat sessions and sharing her travels in real life. Um, Like I said, she had a hundred thousand, you know, viewers. Um, Olana's, you know, Mark's the third Passing of a high profile streamer. Um, another guy by the name of, um, in recent days, news that World of Warcraft streamer Reckful, I'm not sure who he is, um, had committed suicide as well as Blue622. Um, you know, so she had posted about it on her Twitter and um, her Insta. Prior to her death And her um, last known words Were actually part of her Instagram story Where she basically was saying goodbye And that was her suicide note Um, That's You know it's very very sad The struggle is real guys Um, Not everybody can Manage it And unfortunately that's the case But life doesn't have to get that bad. There is help. And if you're not seeking it, then you're only doing a disservice to yourself. And if you don't care about that, you're doing a disservice to the people around you. Um, Again, like I told uh, Ben, you know, I will never understand what they went through. Yes, I've been through two suicide attempts myself, but I will never know what these people went through, whether it be Chris Cornell, whether it be, you know, Chester Bennington or, you know, or Lana or anybody else that's committed suicide. I will never know what went through their head the moment that they did it or why they chose to do it. But I know what it was like when I went through it. And the first thing I went through my, my head is I'm not, I don't want to leave my kids fatherless. Cause I, at that moment in time, you know, you don't think about it, but here's the, the cold, hard truth of it. You're taking your burden that you feel in that moment. You're taking that burden that you're using as an excuse, as an escape to get out of your own life and get out of your own head. And all you're doing is that you're transferring it onto somebody else, onto your wife, your kids, your mom, your dad, your friends, your family. And now they got to take that burden on for the rest of their lives, knowing that And you know, I'm a fucking survivor of a suicide attempt So I can fucking say this, and I will That you pussied out Instead of being there for them That can be a controversial statement, I don't care You know, tabloids can pick that up and say Controversial fucking podcaster You know, Derek from Stuck It Podcast said You know, suicide victims are fucking pussies That's how I look at it Because I went through it myself I could have ended it twice but I didn't because of my family. I did it because I knew I was better than that. And I come on this show every goddamn day, you know, five days a week, two hours a fucking night to make sure that everybody knows that. Because I don't want somebody else that may or may not be going through the exact same thing I'm going through to listen to this and say, shit, if he survived it, so can I. Because I know that's what the the situation is. You can survive it. You can get through this. Your family is there for you no matter what. I feel bad that she got to that point where she had to take her own life. That is very disheartening. It makes me very, very sad. Because I know what it's like to get to that point. Again, I don't know what she went through in that moment, but I know what it's like to get to that point. And I know what it took for me to get out of that point. It took a lot. More than some days I was willing to go through. Some days I just wanted to lay in bed and say, woe is me. But I couldn't do that forever. Because I have a daughter that's nine years old. I have a daughter that's 13 years old. I have a daughter that's 18 years old you know, my 18 year old struggles with the exact same shit that I go through. She's bipolar. She has, you know, severe depression issues. She has anxiety. She has also, you know, extreme uh, ADHD and stuff like this. And if I'm, you know, doing all these things to, you know, as a, as an excuse not to live my life, what does that say to my fucking kids? Especially ones that struggle with the exact same illnesses that I do. It doesn't say very much for me as a father. So, yeah, there's my take on the night. Love me, hate me, whatever. I don't care. That's that's my honest to God opinion on it. We as humans deserve better for ourselves. We deserve a better ending than that. There's only been one acceptable suicide in this world, and that was Black Widow at the end of Endgame. (laughs) Sorry, I had to make a joke. Um, that's not true though. There's never been an acceptable suicide. Um, no, I take that back. Fucking Hitler. Fuck that guy. Um, that was the only acceptable fucking suicide. Um, so yeah, um, enough about that. So, um, another tragic death. Um, and yes, in this situation is a tragic death. Um, regardless of her past, I think she made amends and I think she definitely did the right thing going forward. Um, yeah, she fucked up big time in the nineties. You know, she slept with one of her students and had two or three of his kids. Um, I'm talking about Mary, Mary Kay Latorno. Um, she was a national scandal. I mean, this, she was like, in my recollection now i'm sure there's somebody older than i am or there's somebody with a better memory than i have that will tell me oh you know you're wrong and that's fine um from my recollection and from my opinion you know she is the the first national big case that ever came out about this kind of stuff where you know the teacher sleeps with the student and you know she made headlines na- nationwide she went to you know she spent however long in jail. I think it was like 10 years, maybe a little bit longer. And, um, this dude, this kid who was literally a kid at the time now had to raise two or three kids on his own. Um, and I keep saying two or three, cause I can't remember what the number was. Um, but either way, he had to raise these kids on his own with the help of his parents. Um, while still latching on to the love for this woman who was now in jail for molesting and, you know, molesting him, whatever the case might be. And whether he was true love or whether it wasn't, that's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about, you know, whether it was right or wrong. We're not, we're not talking about that. I, I'm leaving that off the table. Okay. But regardless, when she got out of prison, you know, she did her time. She came out she got the help she needed. She did all this stuff and they got married and she was there for her kids. And now she tragically passed of cancer at the age of 54. Um, Regardless, somebody lost her mom, you know, somebody lost her wife, regardless of how they got to that point. Again, that's not the, comp- the, the point of this conversation. Um, Cause I don't believe what she did was right. And I believe that he only loved her because of what happened as a kid, but that's not the point of this conversation. Just letting you know that I don't agree with what happened. Um, but either way, it's just another proof that we need to fix society. You know, cancer aids you know coronavirus stuff like this you know are still plaguing the country the world and it seems like the only people making steps to cure these things are people outside this country and when are we going to step up as as humans as americans and say enough is a fucking enough um you know my grandmother almost died of breast cancer. My aunt almost died of breast cancer. Um, You know, I've had a lot of people lost my, you know, in my lifetime from cancer or from, you know, diseases that could have been cured. Um, But they haven't been. And something as simple. And I don't want to say it's simple because I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but something like the COVID stuff, you know, is still plaguing us and, and, and for people to not take it as serious as they, as they need to right now, it, it sucks. It really sucks. Because the thing about it is, regardless of whether you think it's real or not, people are dying. You know, people die from the fucking flu, yes, every year. But there's a vaccine for that. Are you getting that vaccine? Or are you sitting there saying vaccines are, you know, the devil? Has anyone died of the flu after getting that vaccine in that same year? I don't know. Does the flu vaccine work? I don't know. Maybe it's a fucking, um, you know, a, just a, uh, placebo effect for some people. I don't know. I get it every year. I'm, I'm, I'm still fucked up as I have ever been. I've never, I haven't gotten more fucked up because of it. Um, or at least I don't think so. I think I've always been this fucked up. I'm just now realizing it. Um, But regardless, you know, I sigh a lot on the show because, (laughs) you know, I come on here and I want to talk about funny shit and I want to do this and that and do this and that. And, you know, and, you know, it's my show has evolved so much over the last few months. And it's just, I love it. But at the same time, it's like, okay, where's the funny? um you know i've gone through three co-hosts um you know and they've all left for different reasons and that's fine i can do this by myself i have fun doing it by myself i'm pretty good at fucking good at doing it by myself um but you know every time i've gone through the change something i've changed something else about this show you know i'm the originator i'm the you know the creator i've done it all um and i love this show um and I wouldn't give it up for the world Regardless of the, the the transformations it's gone through I love the celebrities I bring on I love the conversations we have You know, and regardless of whether I agree With their opinions or not It doesn't really matter Because I'm starting a conversation I'm having a dialogue with somebody else About a situation that is plaguing this country Or I'm having a funny conversation And just wrapping along And just having a good old time um, However, we haven't had a chance to do that much lately Because of all the bullshit that's going on You know, I I... Keep opening up, you know. I, I have a, you know, my my phone, and I open up Google News every morning, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to talk about on the show tonight? And you know, the the four me stories are just like, okay, the Supreme Court have may have set back Converse's effort to get Trump's tax returns. Um, ex-Trump lawyer Michael Cohen back in federal prison. You know, something about the WWE. It's the heart of the brand Disney world reopens as Corona cases spike in F- Florida. Uh, Walmart is about to give Amazon prime a serious run for its money. Where's the fucking funny. How can I turn any of that? No, well, like maybe I can turn the Amazon Walmart stuff into a joke, but you know, um, I hear, here's one that I really don't even want to talk about. Cause it would just be, it would be uh segregating my fans to, you know, to the, my, to the people that are old, like me, <laughs> Um, saved by the Bell fi- A series finale plot hole has fans confused till to this day. I don't even know what that is. I'm not going to click on that fucking article because it's probably fucking clickbait because it's from Showbiz Cheat Sheet. I don't even know who that is. But, you know, it's like, where is the funny? You know, you know, again, here's another one How I Met Your Mother 10 Things About Barney That Would Never Fly Today. I can only imagine what that is because <laughs> it's probably fucking true. Um, but where's the funny? How can I, you know, so just come on here and do my set, you know, (laughs) I pretty much do anyway, just in a different way. Um, it's time to bring back the funny and tomorrow night, I think we're going to do that. I really do. Um, we're going to talk about some serious stuff but I hope one of the nine of us on screen is going to step up and make a joke out of whatever we're talking about. And we really get back to the funny. Um, And then next week, you know, continuing on with that. Um, I said on Monday that I didn't want to talk about this stuff anymore because it was depressing me and it's depressing a lot of other people. And bringing back mental health, you know, matters, you know, is important, but at the same time, I can't continue to talk about it. It's just going to get, continue to get depressing, but every day something else is happening. And I owe it to you guys. I owe it to myself to talk about it. Um, I haven't gotten to the point that I have by avoiding the truth. Um, I think one of the things that you guys, that appeals to, you know, you guys, um, about me is the fact that i have an opinion and i don't stick to a script um i take pride on the fact that my show does not follow a script when pr agents ask me to book somebody i don't take the questions i'll take a bio so what i can learn about the person but if you give me a, a list of questions to ask i'm not going to listen i'm not going to follow it you know my show does not have a a niche my, my show does not follow a pattern Um, it's different every day. Um, I ask, I ask sometimes ask the same questions because I like to get to know the person and, you know, vibe a little bit, but at the same time, I'm going to ask questions that they're not expecting. And, you know, after the fact I might have a, you know, comedy, you know, set of, uh, during my monologue, or I might talk about something serious. Um, but I like not having a format because it means I can do whatever I want to do. And you guys expect the unexpected. So I like that. And we're gonna keep it that way. Oh, old man alarm. Uh, time to take my peels. No, I'm just kidding. I'll take them up when I go home. When I go upstairs, excuse me, I already am home. Um, but tomorrow we're gonna have some fucking fun. It is gonna be a great, great night. So please come back tomorrow night. Um, check out what we've got in store for you again. Seven podcasts, including myself, um, seven different opinions, seven different types of shows, seven different, you know, opinions all coming together for one, one purpose. And that is a, to have a conversation, open up some dialogue and b self-promotion. We're all doing this to help promote each other. Um, and I just thought it was a great idea. Um, some people balked at it and like, oh, no, we're not doing that. Okay. You're a fucking loss. Um, I remember one podcast that I asked to come on. They were just fucking mean and rude about it. Like, oh, we're we're not doing that with you. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you better than me? Okay, cool. I'm glad you think so. So you just keep on trucking on with your 2,000 followers on Instagram. While I continue to truck on with my 15,000 and my 50,000 50, listeners. So, you know what? Fuck you. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to be fun. I'm trying to have some good times. And you don't want to be bitches about it. Whatever. It's all good. Um, but tomorrow, check us out. 8 o'clock. Same time, as always. Right here, live on Twitch. Um, or if you can't catch us live, listen to us Saturday morning, you know, on the podcast. But either way, guys, it has been a fun fucking night again. Um, I was having a really bad, down, you know, depression day. And, um, if you're watching and you know who you are, um, if you're watching or you're listening to the podcast tomorrow, whatever the case might be, fuck you. That's all I got to say. Um, regardless, I love you guys. Thank you very, very much for being here tonight. Um, please come back tomorrow. This will be the best show ever on Twitch the greatest collaboration of podcasts, you know, talk show hosts, whatever you want to call it. It is going to be an amazing, amazing hodgepodge of awesomeness. And I can say that because I am the prince of all. That is awesome. So I can crown what we're doing tomorrow night, the, the most awesome thing ever to hit Twitch, the most awesome thing to ever hit Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever the case might be. I can say those things because I am the Prince of all. That is awesome. I am your host, Derek. Thank you very much for listening to suck it podcast. I will catch you guys to fucking tomorrow.
1: Peace.